Come one, come all, gather round, my friends. It's time for Adventure Club Theater. If you lend us an ear, the adventure never ends. It's time for Adventure Club Theater. Where theater is the adventure. Welcome to Adventure Club Theater, where theater is the adventure. Today, we are going to talk about the altar of burnt offerings. Wait, are we going to talk about animal sacrifices? Well, yes, but... That's... that's so barbaric and cruel to animals. Not to mention so bloody. I am so not on board with this lesson. Can we talk about something else? I mean... Didn't Jesus put an end to burnt offerings and animal sacrifices at the cross? Yeah, wasn't that Daniel 9.27? Impressive. You have a good memory. Thank you. Sacrifice is at the heart of the gospel. While it's true Jesus' sacrifice at the cross made the Old Testament sacrificial system obsolete, understanding the Old Testament system will allow you to better understand and more fully appreciate what Jesus did for us. Well, if you put it that way... <sighs> okay, fine. We are in. With reservations. Please continue. While animal sacrifices may make you feel uncomfortable, the shedding of blood reminded sinners in Old Testament times of the high cost of sin. Sacrifices were actually an expression of God's grace. Wait, what? Sacrifices were a way for sinful people to dwell with the holy God. How, how does that even work? Would it be helpful if we briefly discussed the different types of sacrificial offerings before we get to the altar of burnt offerings? There were different kinds of sacrificial offerings? Huh. I didn't know that. Imagine with me a young woman leading a bull to the tabernacle. I... I've come to make atonement for my sin. Has anyone compelled you to come here? No, sir. I have come here voluntarily. I... I have betrayed my husband's trust, and I wish to confess my sin to the Lord. Place your hand on the bull's head. Oh, Lord. I have sinned greatly. I... I slept with my husband's best friend. I have dishonored my husband and brought shame to our home. I ask you for forgiveness, O oh Lord. Take the knife. <laughs> May God forgive you, Ziva. <laughs> Ferdinand was such a good and perfect bull. He never harmed anyone. He was so innocent and trusting when I led him here. Eliezer, why does God want us to kill innocent animals to make atonement for our sins? Ziva, God does not command the sacrifice of animals out of malice or cruelty. God wants us to know that sin is ugly. There is a high price to pay when you commit sin. 
The penalty for sin is death. Yes, even when you ask God for forgiveness and are forgiven by Him, something must die. But why a bull? We are not saved by the blood of bulls or any other animal. These sacrifices point to a coming Messiah who will save us from our sins. He himself is sinless, but he will come to die for all of our sins. A coming Savior. Christians almost take it for granted that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. That event hadn't happened yet in Old Testament times. So, as we look back to the cross, the Israelites were looking forward to the cross. Whoa. Yeah. My mind's blown too. The burnt offering was a voluntary offering. The sacrifice could be a bull, a sheep, a goat, or even a pigeon, depending on a person's financial situation. A poor person who brought a pigeon for sacrifice was just as acceptable to God as a rich man who brought an ox. This teaches us that when it comes to worship, God is no respecter of persons. So, what's the next offering? Please read Leviticus chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. When anyone offers a grain offering to the Lord, his offering shall be a fine flour, and he shall pour oil on it and put frankincense on it. He shall bring it to Aaron's sons, the priests, one of whom shall take from it his handful of fine flour and oil with all the frankincense. And the priest shall burn it as a memorial on the altar, an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. The rest of the grain offering shall be Aaron's and his sons. It is most holy of the offerings to the Lord made by fire. Grain offering? That, that doesn't sound too sacrificial. Yes, the grain offering is the only one of the five offerings that does not involve sacrifice. So how does the grain offering point to Jesus? There actually is an element of death involved in the grain offering. Wait, what? The grain had to go through a process to convert it from wheat into a fine flour. Oh, I think I get what you're trying to say. You have to beat the grain until it dies and becomes a fine flour. Exactly. This actually reminds me of a Bible verse I read in the book of John the other day. Now what was it? Man, I can't quite remember. John twelve twenty four, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Okay, I'm starting to understand the grain offering now. Now that I think about it. The grain offering does involve sacrifice in another sense. The Israelites were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, right? Grain must not always be easy to come by. Oh, I get it. They would be sacrificing their own food to God. So the grain offering would also remind them that they need to be fully dependent upon God. Very good observations, guys. Two down, three to go. The next offering is the peace offering. You can read about it in detail in Leviticus chapter 3, verses 1 through 17, chapter 7, verses 11 through 20, chapter 19, verse 5, and chapter 20, verse 21. In summary, the peace offering was a volunteer offering. It was given to thank God for blessings or deliverance. It was also given in fulfillment of a vow. Hannah, you have returned. Yes, priest Eli. I have brought Samuel with me. 
as I vow to God. Do you freely bring Samuel to serve in the temple? Yes, Priest Eli. I have peace in my heart. I bring an offering of three bowls, flour, and wine to acknowledge God's grace and goodness towards me. I have no regrets. Wow, I totally forgot about Hannah's sacrifice. I never realized until now that she made a peace offering to show that she had no regrets about her sacrifice. I totally see that story in a different light now. The next offering is the sin offering. You can read about it in detail in Leviticus chapter 4 verses 1 through 35 and chapter 6 verses 25 through 30. The sin offering was only for sins done through ignorance. This would include sins of errors, mistakes, or rash acts of which the sinner was unaware of at the time, but was made known to him or her afterwards. Derek, you really hurt me when you made those sarcastic remarks about me in front of our friends today. What are you talking about, Megan? You know I'm self-conscious about my looks. I I wasn't trying to hurt you, honey. I, I, I was trying to be funny, you know? I know you didn't have any bad intentions towards me, but I still felt so ashamed and embarrassed when you said those things. I... This is not the first time. I try to laugh it off, but I... I can't take it anymore. You just make me feel so terrible. I can't even look at myself in the mirror. No, you're right. I never realized the effect my jokes were having on you. I'm... I'm so sorry, honey. I never intended to hurt you in any way. I cannot justify what I've said. I have wronged you. Please forgive me. Our final offering is the trespass offering. You can read about it in detail in Leviticus chapter 5, verses 1 through 19, and chapter 6, verses 1 through 9. Hmm... This one is kind of confusing. Yeah. According to these verses, it seems there are two kinds of infractions. Yeah, you're right. You can trespass by unintentionally sinning against the holy things of God. Or you trespass by intentionally sinning against another person, like stealing from them or cheating them out of something. You guys are both right. Oh, I think I know an example of the trespass sin. Remember that short tax collector guy who climbed a tree to see Jesus? Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. His name started with like a Z, right? Like Zane, no, no. Zach? Um. Zacchaeus, hurry and come down from that tree. I must stay at your house today. Yes, Lord, right away. Jesus is going to that sinner's house? Seriously? I hope Jesus is going to bring a lot of sanitizing spray with him. Otherwise, he's going to get contaminated by that dirty tax collector. Yeah, for real. Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Today, salvation has come to this house because he is also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Do you have a better understanding of the concept of the sanctuary sacrifices now? Yes, I do now, thank you. 
I guess I just took it for granted that Jesus died for our sins. The animal sacrifices show us how much our salvation cost God. I am starting to understand how the sanctuary actually reveals God's plan of salvation to us. There's only one entrance to the sanctuary. When we enter the sanctuary, the first thing we see is the altar of burnt offerings. This shows us there is only one path to salvation. That path is through Jesus' sacrifice for us on the cross. He gave up his perfect sinless life to save us from our sins. He died in our place. It's like what we learned in the previous lesson. When we accept Jesus' sacrifice as our own, it is the beginning of our journey with Christ. Wow. We are learning some very cool things. So, what's next? Find out next time on Adventure Club Theater, where theater is the adventure. If you enjoyed the show, join us next week for another. It's time for Adventure Club Theater. Till we meet again, yes, we'll see you later. Goodbye from Adventure Club Theater. Where theater is the adventure. This episode was written by David Quatch. Original theme music by Jennifer Quatch. The voice actors in this episode were Christy Wynn, hi, Jennifer Quatch, David Quatch, Violet Briggs, Richard Briggs, Jane Tom, Philip Pitcher, and Fred Davis. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out the Veggie Boy Project. It is a story of a young man discovering God's health message and his journey into faith.